This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Forever. Dog. This is the show like a lot of times Who is gonna be chief of surgery Shana Rhymes wrote the show and it is really really good Meredith Grey Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I'm so excited for this episode that you're about to listen to. Uh, Elena Scapettos comes on and we talk about Christina and Derek's relationship, which there's so much there. There were so many fun clips to talk about. And it was just such a fun change from some of these recent episodes that we've been doing, which have been these amazing deep dives into these huge characters who have been on for many, many episodes. So it's uh, really a joy to get into like the nitty gritty about like these dynamics and how they feel about each other and stuff like that. Um, Before we get into it, I just want to say that I have been uh, coming through uh, tweets from people when I was on this little hiatus. And we have so many hopes and dreams for season 16, which starts really soon. Uh, If you have any thoughts about season 16 and what you're hoping or any thoughts about the podcast, you can always tweet at me at nsilverberg. I uh, did get this incredible tweet from someone who started uh, listening to the podcast and talked about um, hating Owen Hunt. And I guess she speaks French, which is honestly gorgeous because someone replied in French and I had to use Google Translate and it's my favorite tweet I've ever seen. I'd like to share it. Narcissistic. Think a woman should live for his happiness to him. Do not hesitate to interrupt your existence to feel better in his. A cockroach. (laughs) Calling Owen a cockroach in French is absolutely amazing. And then the listener replied with a gif of a cockroach that says, Owen, when he sees a new independent woman. <laughs> I just, I'm so happy to be in a community of Grey's Anatomy fans. It feels really good. It is maybe the only thing that feels good sometimes. Um, that's dark. It's fine. Uh, this episode, we talk about Christina and Derek, but we also talk about Elena's experience with Grey's on the whole. And it's just all around just a very fun time. I felt very at home talking to Elena because she loves Grey's so much. And so do I, in case you didn't know. 
Well, that's enough of a ramble for now. Let's get into the episode. And of course, if you haven't yet left a five-star review um, for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, I would certainly appreciate it. Okay, let's go. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. This one I am just so freaking pumped for. The theme is perfect. The guest is excellent. We're going to be talking about Christina and Derek's friendship, which just like there's so much there, but also but also there's just there's mysteries about it. So uh, before we get into that, let's just first introduce our guest, who is Elena Scapados. Hey. hey! Hello. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks and for having me. This is a dream. <laughs> I, I mean, you're also definitely going to have to come back because when we were talking about what you wanted to talk about, you sent like a list of ideas that were all like, I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to do every single one of these. But I'm excited that we chose what we chose because... It's fun to like not just do podcast episodes about kind of like characters or big arcs, but kind of uh, something more a little like analytical and in the nitty gritty of yeah. like kind of of like the layers of dynamics and stuff yeah. like that. And I think that Christina and Derek's friendship is totally like interesting and it evolves. There's so much. But it's not like a primary, like core relationship of the show necessarily. Not at all. Yeah. Um, but before we get into that, you can tell I'm very excited because I keep like almost like <laughs> dipping a toe in and then <laughs> we like, just start out. <laughs> and then retreating, retreating. But first, okay, what what is your grace journey and et cetera? Yeah. So I started in high school. I started around the second season. Okay. Uh, one of my like best friends in high school, Sarah Pepper. <laughs> Uh, we were both OC. Perfect name. Oh yeah, she's she's cool. She's like a DJ. She's a DJ in Seattle now. She like moved to Seattle because Grey's had that much of an influence on our lives. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> I love to hear that. If you, someone like either going into the medical field or like moving to Seattle or dating someone with that kind of hair, like yeah. any type of influence, I I stand. <laughs> it's 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 a huge thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were both big uh, big on the OC. Yeah. Uh, and I I don't fully remember how she kind of put it, but she was like. I vaguely remember being like, it's like, yeah, it's, this is like the OC for like adults. They're like yeah. adults that have jobs on this and we have like we have to watch it. So I got the first season on DVD and watched it and was like <laughs> fully changed yeah, I'm for the better uh, and started watching in real time in the second season. And I've I've never stopped like I never I never hit a wall it just became like my, it truly became like a family member that yes. I was like, I can't give up on you. No, I feel, like, I feel the same way. It's like, this is, they're my friends. They're my friends. They're my family. It's yeah. my community. Wait, so I'm just kind of curious because we did bring the, the geographical thing into play. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So moving to Seattle was like a big a choice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. she took a lot of swings. She went to college in Colorado, like yeah. Colorado Boulder. And then afterwards, yeah, she moved to Seattle. And I it's love just that. like, yeah, you're, you're doing that. That's I love great. that for Sarah Pepper. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm so happy for her. She's doing great. She like wears um, uh, hats like backwards. She looks so cool all the time it's great that's perfect yeah <laughs> okay so you so you watched the first season on dvd you know the Several original times. binging yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what when you first watched it like what were your impressions like who did you take to i mean always meredith and christina yeah. is just like obviously i think especially as like a 15 year old girl i was just like 
these women are yeah. strong. <laughs> They're so strong and they they care and they try and they don't take shit. And that's so important for me. I know. <laughs> totally. Um, but I think uh, so. I recently did a rewatch um, of seasons uh, one through 12. I found out 12 was kind of my threshold. The, the, it's the sister yeah. stuff. The, like Maggie and Amelia. I was just like, oh, God. Um, <laughs> former guest uh, and I'm sure future guests as well. Rachel Winitsky literally as of like yesterday just finished watching her from start to finish for the first time and in talking with her I think we both kind of agreed that 13 might be the worst season that yeah it, like in the whole series yeah um and I'm and I'm open I'm open to to challenges on, on that as well but yeah I I do think that thir- 13 is a pretty rough one I, I could see around 12 being like and I have hit my breaking point. <laughs> yeah. I think, for, for a full rewatch. Yeah. And I think that's when it really, because I think like Christina leaving was such a big thing for the show was just yeah. like such a shift. And I think like the season after kind of dealing with it, I could get through. But then in season 12, you kind of really re- realize like she's gone and these are her replacements. And you're just like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Not for me. Like not no, good enough yeah, for me. It, yeah. It's not. It doesn't. The hole is not really filled. Also, just because in 11, there's so much Derek stuff going on yeah. that like, even if it doesn't fill the hole of Christina, just narratively speaking, there's other stuff going on. And it's really it's really like strong Derek stuff, in my opinion, because it's all about yeah. like their careers. And it's so much like Meredith is so strong in that season of being like, I'm not going to give up my yeah. dreams for you. And I think that's like, what a powerful, you know, it's not just like them breaking up and getting back together. It's like, no, we're married. We love each other. We have kids. Right. And this is really serious. And I also think that even though Christina isn't there physically, her parting message sort of does Ugh. fuel Meredith's stance in that season of yeah. like, you know, you're a gifted surgeon. He's not the son you are. And so when it's, when you see her kind of putting that into practice, you you do sort of, I mean, you feel deeply the absence of Christina, but there is some sort of like the the ghost of her is there there in a way. And then at a certain point you're like, oh no, she's really gone. Yeah. Do you know where uh, on the rewatch I found this, do Uh you know the, like, he's not the son you are like, where that comes from in the show? No. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm <gasps> so excited me, to tell me. you this. So when when Owen and Christina are in like marriage counseling, like I think it's season eight. It's you know it's after I don't even know the million things that they go through where they're yeah. like I think it's after he cheated on her was like the big thing, and they're in like oh my couples gosh. therapy. Yeah, um, that actually. Yeah, is that eight? Jesus, I think it's eight. Oh yeah. Time. But it's, and it's really confusing to me. There's also like, everything is so like thick and sticky and there are so many yeah. plot lines that there are times where I'm like, Oh, I think this was this plot line. It's like, no, that's when it happened in season four, not season eight. Cause right, it right, happened right. twice. So it's like confusing. Yeah. But they're in couples therapy and it's a, it's a really good episode. You know, it's a good, you know, their therapy arcs are, are good. I think yeah. that's a good therapy arc in the show. Uh, but he, It's like towards the middle, like end of the episode, but like they're fighting it, like comes back to like, oh, it's about the abortion again. And she's like 
Jesus Christ. And he's like, why can't you even pretend to care about what I want? And he oh, yeah. says, so it's really cool. The camera does this thing where it like goes around her in a really uh, interesting way. And it's very different. I kind of remember this. Yeah. yeah. And he says to her, it's like, can you pretend for one moment that you're that you're not the sun and I don't revolve around you? So like he mm. says, like he calls her. He's like, you're wow. not the sun. Uh, yeah. I love that. It, I mean, I hate Owen. I love that. <laughs> it that when I saw that, I like shit my pants because yeah. I was like, this. It, it might not even be done on. Per- it literally might be a writer that just like has that idea. Right, that it's just, just like, like you're not the sun. That it like could be coincidence. But for me, canon is that like that moment was so huge for Christina because she was like, because yes. he said that to her and she was like, but I am the son. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it like meant so much to her that she's like, I'm going to share this with Meredith that like, wow. you have to believe that. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I think that, I think that the show is so good at that type of stuff in general. The like payoffs. Yeah, the payoffs yeah. and also just, um, I mean, I think any show that lasts longer than like, three seasons has um canon trouble like yeah. it's it's very hard to kind of like layer in a character at the beginning in a way that you know is going to pay off based on who you ended up casting and who ends up sticking around and things like that and like Grey's definitely has had its problems with like setting things up in a certain way and then going back on them later like a really obvious one to me is that Callie yeah. Um, like lives in the hospital and doesn't have money. But then a major plot point for her later is that her parents cut off her. She like, she <laughs> yeah. like is wealthy and her parents yeah. cut off her trust fund and things like that. Like Kepner. Um, like it's like, right. yeah, she's religious now. I don't yes. know. That's fun, right? I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, Kepner explains, uh, this is uh, uh, last week we talked about Kepner and we p- played the clip where she defends being a virgin. She, she Christianity doesn't play into her death at or into her defense of why yeah. she's a virgin at all. She yeah. just says part of it is because I was waiting for the right guy. And then I felt like I waited too long on the other part is I think that guys kind of find me annoying. And it's like, which is so much more interesting to me than just like being religious. Right. Or it's like, it could be all three things. Like, it's like I was waiting for marriage maybe. And then now I guess I definitely am like, you know, whatever it may be. But like, uh, I, I don't necessarily begrudge them things like that because there are some really cool things that they end up bringing back yeah. in, a, in an exciting way or or kind of mining mining something that they kind of dropped in an early season and being like, well, what if we actually kind of explore that in a more in a more concentrated way? But yeah, I uh I love that that is like something that Christina like took away from like the dissolution of her own marriage and then like turned it around into something to like empower like her soulmate. Yeah. Who is Meredith. Yeah. What a great message to give someone that it's like you are, you can be the center of the universe. Like that's okay. Yes. Because I think it's, it's hard to let yourself believe that sometimes. Right. Well, that's to me always a major part about, Christina Yang as a character is that she feels no shame or guilt about centering her own needs or, or like ambitions. And that's like in any arena, like professionally, personally, from a bodily autonomy perspective, like it's just like, she's not really looking for notes. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's amazing. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get in, into it, but I revisited Christina's um, 
goodbye to Derek. Oh, that, I watched that too. Yeah, and it's oh. it's like it's not what I remembered or or kind of expected upon upon rewatch. Okay, so you recently did a rewatch of the first twelve seasons, and then do you feel like um, any of your opinions changed or impressions impressions shifted uh, seeing it? You know that big of a chunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, honestly, the biggest thing was even just remembering some of these arcs with uh, Derek and Christina. That's mm-hmm. why I'm like so excited to talk about it because yeah. I feel like it's something that I, fo- when watching, I was like, I didn't remember this at all. Mm-hmm. Like I, this didn't stick out to me. I didn't remember it at all. And watching it, I was like, this is so significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a big thing. I think like, I think watching it, you know, as like a, a teen in high school versus like, an adult woman now, like George definitely like sticks out in a way that's like, oh no, he's not necessarily like the, as much of an underdog as they like totally play him out to be. I think, I think similarly with, uh, with Alex, uh, I less, I just give him a lot less slack than I, than I had previously that I was like, you do even in later seasons, he does a lot of shitty things and I'm like, oh boy, like, yeah, yeah you have a bad life, but you know who else does like Meredith and yeah. she's like, but she's like generally nice to people. Yeah, uh, that's definitely true. Yeah. He is, he has habitual communication uh, problems and close and close relationships. Like yeah. it's, it, it, uh, I don't know. I was recently watching something with Alex where he was like, I worked on that. I, and I was like, uh, I guess I wouldn't really say so much that he worked on it so much as he just fucked up a, bun- a bunch of times and then um, at a certain point just didn't anymore. Yeah. Like, like, he, <laughs> like I don't know if yeah. I watched him like actively work, like, on, work on that so much yeah. as it felt like he just kind of made the choice to finally like flip the switch with Joe or yeah. I think Meredith probably had something to do with it too. Yes. Like Christina leaving. And I don't know if like this is like, him as a character, like suspending disbelief, like, oh, Christina left and he stepped up. Or if it was just the writing of like, Meredith needs a new person, Alex is going to be it. And he can't be all, like, he, we can't do any more awful things. Or yeah. like, but even like in, in watching some stuff for this, like in, in preparation for this, I watched the, uh, when Christina like decorates the, the firehouse loft mm-hmm. apartment. And that's the episode where, like Kepner has a crush on him and they almost have sex and he's so cruel to he's her. He's so mean. And it's like, I think that's like season seven. And it's yeah. like, Alex, like that's, and then it comes out that like he, he went home and like his, his brother tried to kill his sister. And it's like given this excuse that this like awful thing happened, but it's right. also like, but you were, you were so cruel to Kep. you know, it's fine to like lash out or like shut down, but to like, you feel hurt and then you're cruel to other people. Right. And also they aren't friends really too. And so it's not like, like when you see Alex say really horrible things to Izzy when they're together, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's not okay, but I think that the show kind of gives it this, um, cuts it some slack in the way of like, but Izzy knows deep down that he's not like that. And like, she loves him and she's willing to fight for him. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, why would Kepner ever give him that benefit of the doubt, though? Like, what has he done? Yeah. And like, why? And like, why should she? Yeah. Um, and she's like laying. Oh, it's just so sad. She's like laying on the bed, like in her bra, just like traumatized. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, it's just like, I also so terrible. I was like, oh, no, oh, it's really bad. Yeah. You like to think that like at a certain point, um, Alex 
like shifted into being a, yeah. but he backslides in, he, in, yeah. in certain, in certain relationships or dynamics. Yeah. It seems like when Alex is horny, he just like has no tolerance for people who won't give him sex. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's like a huge no for me. I know, yeah. Like I'm horny all the time and I'm nice to people. Yeah, like exactly. Truly, like, uh, that that's, that's the key. Yeah. Even. <laughs> like, it's, the, it's the way I get what I want. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, also like, you know, love Bailey so much. Yeah. You know, something that, that really like stuck out to me on the rewatch too. It's like a small, there are like a couple of small things that really stuck out. And one was in the, um, in the Bizarro World episode. It's yeah. just one of the ones I like talked to. I just like love, I, I'm such a sucker for that shit. I love oh, it I so love much. I love sliding doors. I love <laughs> sliding so, doors. It's just like, oh, it's like, let's see all the people we love in like fun different situations. Yeah. I love it so much. Angular haircuts. Oh God. Yeah. It's like her hair is straight and she's, a, but she's the same person, but her hair is straight. Yep. <laughs> Very different. Very different. Yeah, their scrubs (laughs) are gray. Um, But that episode really stuck out to me because it was before Bailey was chief and they had Ellis as chief. And I was like, this feels so strange to have a female chief of surgery because for like 10 seasons, we've had all these men do the position. And I didn't realize like, this feels so, so different. Just having like, just seeing a woman in this, yeah. in this huge leadership position in the hospital. I forgot that that's, uh, that that's like an element, like in the bizarre world, like Ellis is alive. Doesn't have Alzheimer's. She, yeah. She has surgery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I have such high hopes for Bailey this season. I really hope that in season mm. 16, which does start in, you know, this very month Ugh. that yeah. I just, I want her to be the Bailey that I like. I feel like around season, I mean, it truly, it's like they did the, um, uh, like her, like touching her hand. Her OCD yeah, stuff. Her, yeah, her like OCD storyline kind of just like derailed her in a way that was like, I don't know. It be, it was so fundamental and it just, they, yeah. they just ran with it and it's like, oh, you just made a wrong decision. Like you needed to do a thing with Bailey, which like yeah. made sense. She was this perfect character basically leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we got to give Bailey something, but you just picked the wrong thing or you didn't like quite handle it right because she hasn't yeah. really been the same I agree. since. And it just like, it just sucks, especially watch doing the rewatch and being like, holy shit. Like what a... Like, I just love all the characters I love on the show are, are almost all like the women that are just like know who they are and don't take any shit yeah. and, are, and are like comfortable and confident in themselves. There's something so like revolutionary about yeah. seeing that many female characters in one show that are like that. And it yeah. just like sucks that Bailey has kind of like, like I even hate that she like fires them at the end of last season. I just I just feel like where's Bailey's like loyalty? I don't know. I right. feel like that kind of wavers a little bit. Yeah, uh, so I recently rewatched the, um, oh my gosh, Eliza Minnick arc. And that I actually think is surprisingly a really good arc for Bailey Mm. because Bailey is like juggling, it feels like who Bailey actually is juggling like this bureaucratic thing where like she's faced with, um, with with doing her job and taking advice from uh you know Catherine Fox and uh and and weighing the legitimacy and the importance of t- of of that type of like uh oversight but then at the same time Weber is her mentor she's someone who she feels indebted to and then on top of that it's these people who she depends on their loyalty to her being uh 
like rebelling against her. Yeah. And even though I think that the speech in which she finally like fires Eliza Minnick feels like total fan service and is really abrupt. Yeah. Like suddenly they're just like, this character sucks. No one has hated a character on Grey's Moore. We're getting rid of her and let's just give Bailey the win. Yeah. Even though that happens, it does, it is this really satisfying moment for Bailey being like old Bailey, where she's like, I don't stand for this type of stuff in my hospital. We are people like we treat, we treat people. We don't treat like statistics or, you know, things like that. And I, and I do, that's like kind of the last of like a remnant that I remember of like who Bailey is because so much of who Bailey is, is in relation to other people. Like you see her like, training the interns you see her um like rebelling against a system fighting to be seen and like that is it's hard when you take all of the um obstacles away from her and you're like Mm. then you're like okay it's her marriage it's her anxiety she has a heart Heart attack attack, and no one believes her like yeah I totally understood wanting to give Bailey an episode in which or giving the show an episode in which a woman is disbelieved for uh, having a medical condition. But I'm like, it's so weird that it's Bailey. Like, yeah, like Bailey's the chief of surgery at another hospital. And, and then all the hoops that they had to jump through of like, well, obviously she can't go to Graceland Memorial because they would believe her. So she has to go to another hospital. And the reason why is because she doesn't want them to see her weak. Like, it just doesn't feel like yeah. who they should have given that to, to like us. Stephanie or like someone yeah yeah, slightly lower status that is that is also such like a a weirdly triggering episode too yeah it's just like oh i feel like i'm suffocating watching this this is horrible and her her marriage is in such a bad place too that just makes you feel really anxious Uh, i i i say this a lot but like the things that i want most for Grey's anatomy in general are like more patient cases just like a real run-in-the-mill like a plot, B plot, C plot. Like we're treating three different patients. We come in, we present their symptoms, we treat them. That's they're connected the to yeah. our lives. They're connected to our yeah. lives thematically, but it's not like a very special episode or anything like that. And what I also really want is I want more and new attendings or high level residents. Yeah. Like at this point, even though the best part of Grays had to do with like the learning process and watching people struggle, like. The fact is the characters we love most are in their mid forties and we have to give them like exciting characters to interact with who they are not in charge of. And like, I, that's why I, I love Tom Karasek. Oh my God. He's one of my favorite new characters. characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I really even liked him from the beginning, even when he was brought in just as a total guest star to like help with Amelia's tumor and with Nicole Harmon, all that stuff. He also had such a clear thing. Like we knew who he was. And it wasn't in, it wasn't just a personification of his specialty. It wasn't like he's plastic. (laughs) So he's vain. Sexy guy. Yeah. It was just like, he's a neurosurgeon and he's a fucking asshole. But, um, what we didn't, we also didn't get into with uh, Kefner last week, which I is when um, she and Karasik sleep together mm. when she's like having her crisis of faith, and he explains like what yeah. his own crisis of faith was. Yeah, I think he's an amazing character. I'm I'm pretty devastated that he is going to be uh, left by Teddy. Though oh I gosh. do hope that he ends up with someone really good. I'm actually super into the Amelia and Link thing because it's like, yeah, like yeah. they're both attending. That's key <laughs> for me. It's like, yeah, they both are just adults who are like in the world. 
Um, I would just love to see attendings come in that are better than the surgeons at yes. there. Like I would love to see, I would love to see like Meredith challenged totally uh, professionally. Love- like, wouldn't that be amazing to see her be like, holy shit, like there's a higher bar. Yes. Yes. They're, they're not, there are so few cases that come in where they don't know what the answer is anymore. Yeah. And I don't think that that necessarily, like in the first, you know, 10 seasons, there would still be cases come in that Derek Shepard felt like he couldn't do. Yeah. And I mean, he's he supposedly so many miracle the premier, cases. like, yeah. yeah, neurosurgeon in the world or whatever. So that, you know, I, I do, that's, that's sort of like my wish list for, for season 16. Uh, yeah. I also would really like to, apparently they're bringing back an old character and it's a mystery as to who. Yeah. Do you but have it's a gonna guess? Be, oh, it's going to be like fucking like, uh, Leah or something you oh know like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh, <laughs> and she's like a businesswoman. Yeah, it's gonna be like <laughs> Stephanie Edwards who like don't get me wrong like I liked fine I wouldn't but hate like that yeah I mean I liked Edwards I uh I would love for it to be like a like if it was Erica Hahn that would be uh, like would my die. dream yeah I would die that would be great mm-hmm. Ugh. If, if it was Erica Hahn and she was like better than everyone. Yeah. She <laughs> just like, great. cause presumably she didn't leave the field of medicine. She just like, I mean, she was just uh, fed up with the ridiculousness of an intern stole a heart and killed a patient. Yeah. Jeez, Erica. Why did you, why do you have to be such a killjoy about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I love grades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, and me then, too. <laughs> so are there any characters uh, either from the beginning or now that like, who like who are your enemies on Grey's? Like who do you not like? Ooh, oh boy, um, I feel like like so many of them are like more recent because I just feel like oh the focus on you has like made the show not as good as it mm-hmm. was. You know I think feel like in general the first like eight nine se- I mean gosh even through Christine the first ten seasons it's like I there weren't many points like there were some lull episodes but yeah. there was never none of those seasons all of those are super watchable to me and super enjoyable. I agree. Um, but I just feel like they've done, I feel like they've done such a disservice to Amelia and Maggie. Like the, they're just not interesting to me and they don't, I don't care about medically. Like, like I don't, all we see are their personal lives. And then what we do see of their personal lives is like the same thing every week. I, I rewatched. So I stopped at 12, but I did like take a little peek and I was like, oh, I want to watch the dinner episode where Penny comes and it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, the tension in that episode's insane, but it's like watching that, it's like, so Meredith's dealing with the highest stakes possible uh-huh. and Maggie's storyline is, I have a UTI, I have to pee. And <laughs> and Amelia's storyline is, this dinner's not going to happen. And yeah. it's like, are you, like, how am I supposed to give a fuck about either of these other two women when Meredith is literally, I mean, it comes out and then Amelia does the thing that was like, Meredith, how could you not tell me I I like hugged this woman and Meredith has, oh, and and that amazing monologue that she's like, I lost my husband, Amelia, get her out of here before I kill her. And it's like, it's like amazing, but it's like, yeah, that's super true. Like Amelia, this isn't about you. Like, can't you just grieve with Meredith? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, the fact that all the sisters live in a house together is like oh a gosh. little much for me. I, I'm a real, it's hard because it's like, I don't think it's Kelly McCreary's fault. 
I don't think it's either. I, of their fault. I, I, I think like, they're both great yeah. actresses that are doing their best, but the, they're the writers are doing a disservice. I just think like from the beginning, I actually just there's never really been a hook for me for Maggie. Like the, I think that maybe they they thought that her being like the love child of Ellis and Richard was going to like recreate some Lexi magic, but it's like. Lexi was who she was because of like character development. Yeah. Like it, it, the, the, the tension with Thatcher having been a great dad to Lexi and a horrible father to Meredith is an incredible hook. Great television. But it has to do with how their personalities and expectations intersected in the workplace. It didn't really actually, it wasn't the fact alone that they have the same father that like carried plot lines and I think that like the fact that Meredith was pretty accepting of Maggie from the beginning it's like okay well there's no conflict there yeah and then they tried to create that conflict with Maggie liking Nathan which was like so forced to me that and it's I like, also was like guess what bitch you used that card and so now having Meredith like then having like doubts about whether it's okay for her to date DeLuca because DeLuca dated Maggie it's just like take a hike are you kidding yeah there's yeah. like that whole episode where she's like I have to ask Maggie and it's like actually you don't right like, and also like Maggie's dating Jackson which I just I don't see it like yeah the, the there's just they're two crazy attractive people who don't make me feel horny. And At that's all. crazy. And like, everything that, makes me feel horny and somehow right. they don't make me and feel like, horny. Like they're like these scenes where I'm like, hmm, this is an objectively like sexy scene that is not doing anything for me. And it's just like, it's because I just don't understand what these characters see in each other. Like I, they really tried to play up this like, um, Maggie's like so young. She's like the youngest chief, like chief of cardio. But I think what's really tricky about that is like, You've spent 10 seasons developing, an, you know, a God. multiple <laughs> excellent cardiothoracic surgeons. We've had Burke, we've had Han, we've had Teddy, we've had Christina. And so there's no like novelty of like a young, excellent cardio God because we've like seen those. Yeah. And the hospital's used to having them. And that's not a personality. Yeah. Yeah. I. Where did season 15 leave? Maggie and Jackson are lost on a hike. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's a fog there's, rolling in. There's, yeah, it's, li yeah. it's literally like <laughs> the fog. It's like, there's oh boy. <laughs> there used to be like playing classes and gunmen and now it's like the fog. Like they yeah. play so much with the weather. <laughs> the wet, there's, there was a lot of weather in season yeah. 15. It's like yeah. there's a lightning storm. Oh yeah, when they're in like and the so ambulance. they have to have sex in an ambulance. Yeah. Which also I was like, fine, this makes me horny. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I was like, I'll accept. Yeah. Although I'm, I was relieved that like, um, the ortho fellow, what's his name? Doctor. I couldn't tell I you. Honestly, glasses, his boyfriend, so, glasses, his boyfriend. I'm glad that they're giving him a personality. Yeah. He did not get to speak words for the first several for episodes that he time. was in. Yeah. They made him kind of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, quiet again, like super hot. also not a personality. Yeah. Oh, very hot though. Yeah. Very hot. Yeah, I have high hopes for 16 and I, I'm i uh, in the words of Sarah Drew, uh, who's quoting Brene Brown, I'm, I'm living in a place of hopeful expectation mm. that um, it's actually genuinely rude to Sarah Drew to take her motivation and apply it to a show that she was fired from. And I know that actually <laughs> would hurt her feelings, but Aww. I don't mean to. I just mean that I'm living in a, in a place of hopeful expectation and I am going to just 
believe that season 16 is going to be amazing. And then if my hopes are crushed, then they're crushed. Yeah. It's going to, but for now I'm just excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, what, what was your motivation? We talked about it a little bit, but what was your motivation for wanting to choose kind of Christina and Derek's relationship for your episode? Yeah. I think it's a relationship on the show that is not, that doesn't really get the spotlight in any real way, but I think it is, a really important relationship and in a relationship that I am so intrigued by just because of like, I don't know, the things I think about and the things I'm interested in. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I think about all the time. I, I don't even know what episode it is, but at some point Meredith says like, Derek's the love of my life, but Christina's my person. Yeah. It's like, what's the difference? What does that mean? Right. Like, what does that mean? Uh, what do they, you know, what do they give to Meredith? And like, what does it mean when two people love some love the same person and love them so much you know and put them n- number one completely mm-hmm. uh then how do those people like how does the triangle fill out like how do those people yeah. feel about each other what does that inform about their relationship yeah i think that Grey's anatomy has a lot of really like non-traditional love triangles which is really cool like uh not just this one which i think you explained perfectly but also like the Arizona Cali Mark triangle is like one that's really is really interesting because when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com you have one person who opting out of the triangle means opting out of, uh, of like a really important relationship. And it's like, you have to get two for one. And I think that that is something that's true with this one too, is like, if Derek wants to be with Meredith, then he also gets Christina. You can't have one without the other. And Owen experiences the same thing. And which becomes even trickier because then, Meredith knows certain things that she's like really not supposed to because Derek is chief at the time. And it's like, it puts, it puts the significant other, the romantic partner in this position where it's like, you are opted into this like accountability system. You have uh, someone watching you who cares about your romantic partner as much, or maybe even more than you do. Yeah. Someone who is like, was there before you got there and will be there long after, even though, 
Meredith and Christina met around the same time that Meredith and Derek met. It's it's there's like this instantaneous bond that's really yeah. And she was there when he wasn't. Yes, you know she's there the whole time. And even when they're fighting, it's so different than when Meredith and Derek are fighting. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. There's this. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just this unconditional quality to it where it's like we're fighting right now, but this is just a phase we're going through as opposed to when you're, you know, in a breakup or on and off with romantic partners. Like, well, yeah, you're this like, could end forever. Yeah, this could end like forever. This, I could never see you again versus like, you know, they're like sisters, like yes. their sister where it's like, you're, this is always, we are tethered in an unbreakable way. And I've always been really interested in like Meredith's history of female friendships because there's something implied with something that happened with Sadie yeah. that like, they don't totally get into that. Like, Sadie and Meredith used to be as close as Meredith and Christina were and something happened and and then, you know, Meredith didn't have any siblings. And so sisterhood in a more traditional sense with Lexi is something that she finds really challenging and she doesn't like um, and the way that she shows affection to friends and the way that, uh, you know, that we're not shiny, happy people, we're dark and twisty. Like there are all these certain qualifiers to female friendship, I think for her and the fact that Christina just slots right in, it has always been like kind of like the greatest love story of all. Cause yeah. it's like, wow. Like imagine finding like a friend who just, they get you immediately. Like yeah. there's no like getting to know you period. It's just like you see them and you're like, you are like me. Like yeah. we are the same. Um, and it's, they're, they're ticking so many boxes for each mm -hmm. other too. Like, I love that it is professionally, like there's such a respect yeah. that they have for each other. And it is like, you know, your value system, like who you are as a person. I just like, we are puzzle pieces that fit together. Yeah. And I also think that like the ways in which that they disagree with each other are like, it's what people mean when they say they want a partner who challenges them. Like mm. the way that Christina uh, does not want the sort of like larger family or romantic thing that Meredith is sometimes willing to like place on equal footing as her career. Like that is something that I think is really interesting and challenging that like Christina doesn't pretend to be interested in that stuff in order to make Meredith feel more comfortable about it. She's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, this just isn't for me. Like, and she, but she's still her children's godmother. Yes, you know, absolutely. she still takes that on. I mean, I think the most maybe the most like real like moving uh, like arc in the show or like argument in the show is when Christina like takes Meredith, like kicks Meredith, like is like, you can't do the surgery you haven't prepared. And it's just like, girl, like you chose family and you're slipping behind and that's okay because you're happy. But like, I'm surpassing you. And it's yeah. like, hope that, I don't know. That is just like, that's a crazy, I can't imagine saying that to a friend that's yeah. just like, you're falling behind because you had kids, but it's like, it's so real and it like shakes Meredith in such a way it's uh, right. Oh, but it's like no one else will say it to her and Mer And even though it's, it's a really hard thing to watch, like clearly Christina believes that it's something that Meredith needs to hear or that yeah. she would want to hear so that she can like Christina is telling her because she thinks it will help her not to hurt her. Yeah. And it does hurt her. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah. But I think that when, it becomes clear that Derek is going to be a permanent part of her life. I feel like Christina almost takes on this role as being like 
Meredith is so deeply in love with you that she has trouble seeing your flaws, but I have no trouble seeing them. Yeah. And I'm here to kind of be the watchdog of your relationship and let you know when you are falling out of line, when you are having a negative impact on her career or her, you know, or, or you're manipulating her in a certain way. And I, I really like I that. I think every woman needs any woman yes. who's in a relationship with a man like honestly needs that right like I think that's a really important thing to have a you know a girlfriend or a friend or anyone that's going to be like hey you deserve better than this I think right. it's so important and in general having romantic relationships be a closed loop I think is like a very uh it, it, it's you are running a risk of like of not having the enough perspective to know when you're not getting what you really need out of it. Yeah. And so like being open with a friend about what your relationship is like or letting or a, creating a friendship where your friends feel free to tell you like, you don't seem as happy as you used to be. Or like, I yeah. think that this element in your life is lacking. It's like, that is, that is something that I think in the long run helps a, a lot. lot. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we actually both chose clips from the same episode. Um, this is season two, about halfway through, and Meredith and Derek are like not together Fully. right now. And but but Derek's like kind of like trying to be her friend. And trying to be her like sexy friend. Yes. There's like the scene where he's like taking blood from her to help her get a workup for like an Alzheimer's trial. And he like just does this shit where he'll like he gets up and he like leans into her. Yes. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Like what? And Christina sees this and she's pissed off about it because she feels like obviously Meredith was manipulated. She was given the short end of the stick with him. He was married. He didn't tell her his wife's there, et cetera. And the first and and Christina's on his surface in this episode. And so the first clip that I found is um is a, is one of the first moments where that I could find where Christina like face to face confronts Derek with um his bullshit. So good. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Harsh in there. Well, he was lying. Besides, your harsh is another man's refreshing. Well, he's in shock. You know, he lost his fingers. His only remaining habit all in one day. We need to be compassionate. Compassionate? Yes, it's an emotion. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, have you? She's barely back on her feet, and you've got her calling you McDreamy again. You know, I was just telling the patient the truth, so you might want to try it sometime. Ugh. Great scene. Ugh. Such a small scene, and it's like... You can see when Yang can't handle not bringing it up anymore. Like you yeah. can see she's like, be professional, be professional, be professional. But then, then, she's he, like, but then he's like, be compassionate, you robot, which I love that so many people are like that to Christina. So right. many people are like, you're a robot, you're not compassionate. And she time and again is like, uh, actually, you don't know me at all. Yes. I am full of love and compassion. Right. And I think that something that's really interesting about this particular case is like, this is a guy who's like, his fingers have been reattached and he's a smoker and they basically are saying like if you smoke cigarettes the tissue won't be able to heal and you just will never regain like full use of your hand like the you're going to have hand issues and sh and Christina is very uh blunt about the fact that she does not believe that this guy is going to quit and that all of these people are putting in these man hours and and 
that it's all going to be, be and he's going to just give it up in a second. Yeah. And one of the main like thematic parts of that case is like, can people change? Is it possible? Can they do it without the belief of people around them? And, and Derek's argument is like, he needs to feel like we believe that he can do it. If we don't tell him that it's possible, it's a self-fulfilling it's a fulfilling prophecy. Like we are, he will not be able to do it. If we tell him that it is possible and whereas Christina is like, but it's not possible. Like yeah. statistically looking at this person, seeing who he is, like he's not going to be able to stop. So why is not my job to lie to him instead of actually communicating the actual risks and things like that? And it's like a different philosophy. And then you have this scene from the same episode uh, later between the two of them. I don't know if you, if it, needs more of a setup or if you want to set it up. Yeah, I mean, it's just the pressure hits an even higher peak and she just gives it to him. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay. Here we go. Just came from Mr. Freerich's room. He's convinced he won't be able to quit smoking. Says you agree. Well, he asked my opinion. You want me to apologize? No, I want you to go in there and tell him that you're wrong, that you're having a bad day, that your favorite uncle died of lung cancer, and every time you see a cigarette, you freak out. Say whatever you need to say, but get him to believe that this is about you, not him. Because if he thinks he won't be able to quit, he won't. Then we should even do the surgery. Fine. What is your problem? I'm your boss. What's the matter? Shut up, you're not my boss right now. We're in an elevator. That's your specialty, right? We do any moments in elevators? Dr. Yang. You know what, just for a moment, I'm not Dr. Yang, and you're not Dr. Shepard. You're the guy who screwed up my friend. The guy who drove her to get a dog she can't keep, a dog she only got because her boyfriend lied to her about I never wife. lied to her. You know what? I know a liar when I see one, because I'm a liar. Fine, you want me to lie to the patient? Fine, I'll lie. Uh, all time great. Uh, Honestly, all time great. <laughs> and just like so well, so well acted, like yes. so, so like subtle and like not, she's not trying, she's not going for any flash or trying to do anything. No, she's just exhausted. She, yeah, she's, oh God, she's so tired. And she's so tired of like her broken friend and yeah. this piece of shit that broke her. And is like pretending like he had nothing to do with it. And is pretending like he's a good person. Like right. he's, he's like, like we like, gotta take the higher I'm ground. Just a friend. I care about this patient. I care about this thing. It's like, yeah. well, you don't care about the woman you love, you bitch. Right. What are you doing? I also just the line like, I know a liar when I see one because I am a liar is like, oh, oh I want to get that tattoo I know. all over my butt. I, I know. love it. It's so <laughs> you gotta get tattooed so good. all over your butt. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So I mean that's 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 like such an interesting kind of introduction about what is possible between the two of them. Like yeah. this is happening behind Meredith's back. And frankly, if Meredith knew that Christina was saying those things to Derek, I don't think she would be happy about it. Yeah, she'd it. be pissed. She'd yeah. be like, stay, be like, stay, out, of stay it. out of it. Because she wants to continue the friendship because she doesn't want to lose him. And so I think there's, you also can kind of see the pull of Christina being like, I'm, it's almost like interventionalist in a way of yeah. like, I'm doing something like, I don't want to be doing it. The person who I care about doesn't want me to be doing it. Like every part of this feels bad, yeah. but it feels worse to watch my friend get manipulated by this piece of shit. It's a similar thing too of like, it's it's so clear to her that he's living in a fantasy land where he's the protagonist and he's the hero. And she's like, you know who needs a dose of reality is this guy. Yeah. Yeah. The next scene that I chose is um, the very beginning of season four, which I, right before we started uh, recording, I was telling Elena, I was like, oh, 
I like ended up kind of watching this whole episode because it's so good. <laughs> it's it's like Lexi gets there. George has started over as an intern. All of the oh, poor they, they get their interns and Izzy has the thing with the deer. <laughs> and um, you're the duds. Yes, she's like I have to adjust my expectations too because I losers. thought I was going to get the good interns. Ugh. Instead, I got a bunch of people who don't want to work on deer. Yeah. (laughs) That is. You losers. Absolutely the subtext. And that's fine. (laughs) Honestly, okay. Um, But this is another kind of scene between Christina. Derek is trying to become friends with Christina, who is like, oh, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, she's she's not interested for a bunch of reasons. Um which she expresses in this clip. So I will, is this the right part? It's definitely, yes, it is. Perfect. Hey, they're on their way. Oh, good. An entire OR on hold, we don't have much time. Uh, can I get a mm-hmm. progress note? Uh, do you maybe want to have a drink later? What? A drink. Give me one reason why we can't hang out. I don't like you. You don't like me because of Meredith? I don't like you because you're you. Hmm. How was Meredith, by the way? Is she okay? She's fine. She's always fine. That's her problem. We're fine people. We do fine. Mm. We're fine. How's Dr. Burke? I haven't seen him around. Is, is he off today? Here. Thank you, Doctor. Dr. Burke handed in his letter of resignation two weeks ago. He wanted me to tell you. He's gone? Sorry. Oh, don't be. I'm... Fine. Yeah? Uh, Swallow (sighs) sadness. Yeah. I should have also mentioned that this is, you know... Meredith and Christina go on Christina's honeymoon. Oh yeah, together yeah, yeah. and and they come back and this is like the first day back at work. Uh, I um, love her braids. Love the braids. Yeah, that. So I chose that clip because for a lot of reasons. I mean, I really, I really just like it. I like the writing, but it's also kind of the first moment that you see that actually Derek likes Christina and cares about her. Mm. Like it starts off by seeing that he's kind of manipulating this friendship because he. You think that they want to get a drink because he wants to know how Meredith is and he wants to use Christina as a means. Mm. But then as the scene goes on, you realize that he's actually asking for her to get a drink because he's trying to break this news to her that Burke has given her this him this really impossible job of telling Christina that he, he gone. That, she, that he's gone and she's Oof. probably never going to see him again. And the shift to find out that like it's kind of coming from a I mean, he does want to know what's going on with Meredith. Of course. But that actually he's coming from a place of compassion. And weirdly, the delivery of him being like, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to just tell you right now what's going on. Like, to me, that shows that he respects Christina because that's what Christina would want him to do. Just tell her straight out. And um, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that scene. I mean, I just love that she's like, I don't like you because I don't like you. Yeah. And I think that's such a like, 
That's such a shocking thing for him to hear. Yes. It must be because he's just such a like. Charmer. So Charmer's like the most handsome guy. And like he is, you know, he's very much written and played like this hero, like nice, good guy, good intentions, uh, falls into like not the right circumstances, not his fault. And here's just this like hero that's just like, I, d- I just don't like you. Like, yeah. I know everyone loves you, but like, I don't, you're not my cup of tea. Right. Yeah. And like whatever reason you want to give, like you know, for something you did that you're now sorry for. It's actually not about that. It's about how you at your core, like see the world and interact with it that yeah. I don't like. I bet if Meredith wasn't in the equation and they taught, you know, in, in one of the later clips that comes up a little bit, but I bet, yeah. I bet they like, she would just be like, like tolerate him and, and respect him as a surgeon, but as a person would just be like, eh, not for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hmm. I think I, I think I did a bit of a, a switcheroo with episode uh, numbers. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> We're back in it. Okay, so the next, uh, the next chronologically that uh, we chose, there's so much in season seven between the two of them. I mean, obviously. that's the big thing that like stuck out. So, like, part of me was like, should I just talk about this one season seven arc? But I liked filling it out a little bit before and right, after. Right, and seeing kind of what their history really, was before that. So It's a really good arc. Obviously, what is happening in season seven for, uh, I think most people who listen got that far, but who knows, is basically at the end of season six is the shooting during which Christina saves Derek's life by performing heart surgery on him at, at gunpoint. Gun yes, the shooter goes into the OR and she, and Meredith is screaming, crying, begging her to save her husband. The, the shooter, Gary Clark, is has a gun to her head telling her to stop saving him. And, and Meredith's also like in front of Christina, like, kill me instead. Kill me instead. And it's like, <laughs> Meredith, uh, no. They think that he's flatlined because Jackson has detached the um, the sensors so that... Such they, a great Jackson Which is moment. a great Jackson moment. And as one would expect, Christina has intense... PTSD yeah. like I mean and in season seven uh not only has no interest in surgery is generally apathetic towards everything in her life there's yeah. just a she just attaches there's just a complete yeah there's a complete dissociation and uh Derek who previously had his own crisis of faith in surgery and quit and threw the engagement ring into a field etc um, after having so many bad incomes with uh, his, uh, his, like his numbers his were bad. numbers and killed so yes, many people, killed a lot of people. He, a combination of having been there and being the reason why Christina is experiencing this, takes a uh, feels a deep obligation towards helping Christina. But more than that, takes a different approach than everyone else. Like yeah. everyone else is like. We have to convince her that it's worthwhile for her to get back into surgery. And Derek is like, no, like that's not the way to do it. I'm just like, yeah, it's so funny because it is, it's like that same thing that always is with Christina that everyone's like, she's a robot. We just got to get her back in there. She'll get the taste for blood and she'll get it. Right. And Derek's like, no, she's like a hurt woman. Like she's, she was hurt and she needs she needs tenderness and like softness around her. Right. And also she needs 
something else. Like it would be nice for there to be, (laughs) it would be nice for not everyone to just be talking to her on end forever about how she needs to be like getting back into surgery and like she needs to hurry up. Like that is not the only thing that her life should be about. Yeah. She needs friends. She needs distractions. She needs people who want to talk to her, what she wants to talk about. Like uh, something that uh, people talk about a lot with like people who have been victims or survivors of some type of assault is that control is taken away from you in that situation. And sort of no matter what you do in the aftermath of that, the main thing that you need to do is return control back to them. So what they want to do, they get to do and Mm. how they, they, they choose the parameters of conversations, things like that. Anything where it makes them feel more like they don't have any control. of The situation is something that hurts them. And I think that that's something that like Derek really gets on a fundamental level is like, forcing her into conversations, forcing her into situations. Like he does at times gently push her. Like um, he tries to get, get her to remember a little bit about what happened by bringing her uh, into the morgue and giving her a cadaver so she can kind of retrace her steps because she did the surgery really well and he wants her to know that like she did it. She like made it through. And in these like impossible circumstances, like right. this is the woman you are. You are capable. You were able to do that. Right. But he, he like, does takes it in shirt such a in front soft way. Yeah, he does unbutton his shirt to show her wear his scar because she's like, I don't remember where I made the incision. Just, and like, he's like, well, I do because I have a scar. Yeah. Um, but this first scene is one that you chose, which is at the beginning of season seven where she's back in the hospital but she's like not participating yeah and like actively rebelling against he, all of it yeah. and just doesn't give a shit Sh- not at all and uh he talks to her and it's a really it's a really great scene i'm very very happy that you chose it i wouldn't have picked you to be a part of my life professionally sure if you didn't think my field was so uninteresting but personally we wouldn't have picked each other. But now we're family. And that means I worry about you. You're flaming out. And as someone who cares about you, it's not okay. As someone who's seen a lot of residents come and go, but very, very few with your potential, it is not okay. It was really nice to meet you. Goodbye. I can barely remember it. The whole procedure. I, I took a bullet out of your chest, and, and all I can remember are bits and pieces. And the bits and pieces I do remember, I come back at very inconvenient times. So, um, end of story. Okay. I love that so much. Yeah. I love that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I think I think it's 
it's pretty apparent in like the way I've been talking about him a little bit that like I do think throughout the show, like I think they really write him and he really plays Derek like he is this just like God, like amazing, perfect yes. character. And I think he has so many flaws that are just like <laughs> unaddressed and not, yeah, there's not real consequence for him, which is always like frustrates me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is one of the only times that I'm like, I mean, obviously you're always going to be good to Meredith because you're in love with her, you know? Right. But it's like, you don't really, you know, he says it right here, you don't really give that much of a shit about Christina, but you're doing this because like the woman you love loves right. her and she's your family. So he is taking this you know, it, it feels very, um, it's just a good thing that he does. Yeah. And I think that it's clear that when he says like, you're flaming out and that's not okay. What he's saying is like, it's not okay. What happened? Like it's this, there's something that needs to be addressed and dealt with here. It's not, we're not going to just like let this go away it's not it's going to require more work than that yeah um, there's also earlier in the episode there's a great i think the episode opens with like the attendants all attendants all talking about it the like like trauma specialist that they brought in the therapist to like talk to all of them it's yeah. like almost everyone's cleared and they're like what about yang and they all kind of start fighting and derek's like if she goes i go like she's yeah. like i'll leave if you all don't figure this out right yeah so that that's season seven episode three it's another <laughs> several other episodes before uh, anything is solved. So what I, I chose these two little snippets. Um, so Yang gets an apartment. She has a housewarming. I love that episode. Yeah, it's, it's so fun. It's a very fun episode. And uh, Derek has been kind of told they're going to have an intervention is the plan. Like yeah. at this party, they're going to have an intervention. And Derek tells everyone, he's like, no fucking way. Yeah. Like we are not doing an intervention. That is not what she needs. Yeah. She's throwing uh, a party. Like she's throwing a party. And also just like, that's not going to help. Like yeah. I know you all came out and tried to talk to me. Like that's not what helps. So you see this scene, um, which is really terrific. It's towards the end of the episode and it's like up on the roof. Um, like the party is going on down below and um, he's wearing a great jacket. He's wearing a it's great like jacket. fitted really well. Yeah. Occasionally he has like outside of scrubs outfits where you're like, ah, oh, you're a very stylish you're a very man. Stylish man. You have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and it looks like what is happening is that Derek is giving her like kind of a, talking to about surgery um they, but it's they a directed it's talking switch. about something else so <laughs> well i'll just play that in. It, it, it's in it's in two parts so I'll, I'll i'll just play them back to back if you're asking my opinion i think you should i think you absolutely have to you should keep and refinish the original floors <laughs> Why do I have to? I mean, like, I mean, you guys did what? Like bamboo or something? We're building our house from scratch. We can put down whatever we want. You have original oak floors. Yeah, but what if I don't like it? I mean, like, what if, what if I hate oak? Doesn't matter. You have to do it. The building's historic. <sighs> I know. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Every pressure I sit. Okay, so that's the first part, yeah. and it cut it cuts back, um, like you know, right, 
right at the end of the episode uh, right here. I should go down there. I have to go down there. Yeah, I should go. You good? Anything else you want to talk about? What are you doing for bathroom tile? Oh, bathroom tile. even knows how to sit on his coat well like he does such a good job i feel like my like the coats around my butt are all wrinkly and he just does really knows how to use it um before we talk about this i just have to say i as a true Grey's anatomy fan obviously follow some Grey's anatomy fan accounts Mm. and one of them uh and and uh, and sometimes you see a lot of the same content over and over again um but i'm there for it one of them which is at of of Grey's anatomy i believe let me see for sure. Like Handmaid's Tale? Um, like Grey's Anatomy yeah, is Yeah, it's just been around for so long though. But okay, at of Grey's Anatomy, they have 222,000 followers. I'm Ooh, good proudly one of them. They posted something uh, yesterday, which is a bunch of green screen behind the scene photos. <laughs> and one of them is this scene right here. Season mm. seven Episode eight at the very end when uh, Christina and Derek are talking on the roof, you can see how it was actually filmed that like the cityscape behind them, like they've built on a set light thing. The roof rooftop is real. The rooftop is real. All of that. But it's but they're doing it on a on a soundstage with the green screen in the back. Yeah. And um it is so cool. I love TV anyway, (laughs) but it was just so crazy to me. That uh, that I, it was this exact scene because they show uh, they show a we- uh, Kepner's wedding and Meredith's drowning and this. Those are Ooh, I mean, so like the, yeah. those are three moments that it's like you wouldn't necessarily expect for them to put together. But I was I think especially this one is such an unassuming. Yeah, like, such an unassuming. It's not something people remember. Yeah. But then again, you're but then you think about it and you're like, yeah, I mean, of course they didn't shoot this on a rooftop with the spacing in the background. That would be crazy. I mean, yeah, of course, but, like, like, do but not my brain with this we view. Also talked about this last uh, last episode, just like the you just got to suspend disbelief for a lot of grays and yeah. and. Which I do so much. And I do easily and and willingly. Yeah. In any case, I love this scene because uh, Derek opens the door and it just, he just, it's, he's letting her choose what she wants to talk about. And I don't know, it's, it's an easy like bait and switch or whatever, but just the moment where he's like, I think you absolutely have to, if you're asking my opinion, you have to. And you think it's going to be like, you have to go back into surgery. And what he's really saying is like, you have to use your original force. <laughs> um, Which I think could, I mean, this is definitely like reading too much into it, but I think there's a way to read that that's like, you know, the O floors are like her natural talent. Yes. Like she is mm-hmm. so, like it is so you can't a start part over. of her that it's like you can't, you can't replace this with something else. This is in your blood. This is who, you are too gifted to let this go. Yeah. And a mere two episodes later is the fish episode, uh, which is so, fu- which is also just like so fun. Yeah. So you chose you chose a really great scene in the middle, and I I chose the the end section, which always makes me cry. Oh, it's so good. It's just the best. Um. So so just I mean to kind of to give an idea of like what I think is so amazing about Grey is that they sometimes really give stuff enough time. Like 
This is now season seven, episode 10. So this is like half a season of Yang just flailing. I remember watching this in real time and just being like, you know, like watching it one week at a time and being like, this is lasting so long that it's like maybe... I don't know. Like, maybe she will just play. Like, maybe she'll do something else. And, she'll yeah. be in, you know, it is so like, I just love that they're not in three episodes. She's healed from the kind of trauma she right. went through, which would just be so ridiculous. Yeah. And in this episode, Derek has taken Christina fishing, which is like, huh? Yeah. And Christina's like done all this research. <laughs> She's like read a bunch of like yeah. Wikipedia articles or whatever. <laughs> okay, so this is this is your uh, your scene from this episode, which is really really good. What is this? Wait, don't tell me. Crankbait, best used in muddy water. Oh, I know. Quiz me. Is this a uh, spinnerbait? You know the fish can hear you. Did you read about that in your research? Fishing is supposed to be quiet. I'm not quizzing you. I'm fishing. No fun. Think we should move the boat over to the other side of the lake. No. This is a good spot. Tanning, maybe. Is this typical? I mean, to go for hours without a bite? Well, the only thing predictable about fishing is that it's unpredictable. Wow, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, why don't you ponder that for a while? <laughs> Quietly. Okay, I pondered it. But the thing is, I don't agree with the basic premise. Okay, assuming a lake has fish in it, what this lake does, and assuming that you're using the right baits and lures, which we are, you should be able to predict getting more bites than, um, like, none an hour. You know, which leads me to believe that the fish are elsewhere, like, like over there, or over there, or over there. Right, and if we were over there, you would scare them away with your incessant chatter. Fishing is supposed to be quiet. And it's supposed to involve catching fish, which we could do if we move the boat to where the fish are, 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 are sleeping or, just or eating. Stop talking. Stop worrying. Stop thinking. Stop. Can we, can we, can we just, can we just try it my way? Please. No. I can't stop. I can't turn my mind off. Yes, you can. But, but you can. Just fish. really funny to me that like Patrick Dempsey was doing a lot of like business with a fishing rod mm. <laughs> so then because of that they just had to then like add all of this sound yeah. of him oh, just like need constantly casting the line oh. into the water and then like <laughs> reeling it back in and then constantly <laughs> casting it which like as he's saying like fishing is about waiting and just staying put you just hear our like plop real 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 uh, cast plop oh, real, 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 real. Oh, <laughs> like, do we have any close-ups here that we can just, yeah, just like anything oh. to like cut his arms out of the picture oh, so we can't God. see that he's like cranking <laughs> anyway absolutely delightful i love that scene and uh because it's not as nearly as famous of a scene from this episode i, I kind of had forgotten how good it is yeah i love that it 
you know, I mean, watching this now, first of all, like, and I never, it never really sunk in that it's like, yeah, they have like a brother sister relationship. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like Like they're bickering. Yeah. They're like bickering, but like, it's like, they're safe to do that. You know, like that's right. They know that they can get away with that and do that. And it's okay, but they don't have to, there's no filter, you know, they're like, Oh, that's deep. And when he's like, She's like, if we could just try it my way. And he's like, no. <laughs> Which I also like because no one ever does that for Christina. Yeah. No one ever is just like, you're not the expert here. Literally shut up. I think and I think they I think they do that for each other. Yeah. Because they're both like Yeah, they both they're they both, both extraordinary kind of the, yeah. people and extraordinary surgeons. And like them coming together is such like a, oh, you think you're hot shit with cardio? I'm hot shit with neuro. It's like you right. think you're hot shit with cardio? I'm hot shit with this. Yeah. I also think it is like a again, it's like kind of this metaphor of like, she's like, look, I can't do surgery because I can't. I'm not catching the fish with surgery right now. I'm not doing it. So I'm just, I just need to go over here and do this other stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, just, you just Stay need to put. sit with it and live with it for a second and mm-hmm. relax. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, you know, Christina does famously catch fish. Mm, a big she freaks one. Out. She freaks out. It's a real, it's a really fun, like joyous scene. And then there's this moment at the end of the episode that is just one of the best Christina moments ever. Yeah. Uh, where she cries holding a she fish. She cries it's holding so a fish because, <laughs> because she just, it all like, it all hits her and she's going to be okay. So here's, here's that scene that I chose. 28 pounds. <laughs> one of the biggest we've had this year. Ah, look at that. Wow. Nice fish. Right. You want a picture? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, you pick it up, I'll get the camera. Okay, take it off. How am I supposed to get it? You just pick it up and take it off. Okay. It's very slippery, so be careful. Oh my god, oh my god! Yes! All right. Yes. Oh god! Oh my god, it's so heavy! Okay, <laughs> Your friend's first time out, huh? Yeah, first time. Ah, she really is something. <laughs> yes, she is. She really is. Okay. picture they get is so good i know shonda rhymes writes in the year of yes that she has it on her desk oh that i mean that it should be like a book cover for like absolutely self-help book or something oh totally yeah i just i i really there's something about there's such a deep love and respect that derek has for christina in this moment where he's in awe of her. He cares about her. And as you see him kind of like 
uh, in this place in between like fear that he's made it worse, but then hope that actually things are getting better, like then kind of bloom into this like mm. realization that like we are going to want to remember this. Like this is the moment where like kind of she's let it land on her that this is going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I love how, I mean, the moment it like, Oh, it always gets me the moment where where it's like, Oh, she's really something, you know, it's like her first time. And it's like, of course, Christina Yang catches a huge fish right. her first time, you <laughs> know, course, like yeah. that's so in character, but just, you know, just the like, oh, she's, that's really something. And he's like, yeah, she really, she really is, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, just him recognizing how extraordinary she is and seeing her right. in that way, even when she's not in surgery, you know, like mm-hmm. Rex see, being like, this is, this is who you are. It's not about you being a surgeon. It's about, you just need to come back to yourself. And if that doesn't mean surgery, I right. don't know if you have the end of the episode. Are oh, we doing yeah. the clip? At the end of the episode, uh, Meredith's like, is, is she going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, I think she is. And she's yeah. like, will she come back to surgery? And he's like, I don't know. Right. And it's like, that's, that has to be okay. For, that has, right. to, it has be to be okay with other people. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's her life and she has to, uh, uh, she has to decide. There's also great Meredith, Owen stuff around yes. this arc too. I was thinking about that too, about like this, that would be such a good companion episode to this about like Meredith and Owen. And yeah. Cause Meredith is not really comfortable talking to Burke as much about that type of stuff. But when it comes yeah. to Owen, oh she gosh. lays down the it's law several great. times. I mean, I think it's, uh, it's this episode where there are just some great clips of her right. of like, he kicks her out of the OR and, and she's like, because I question you about how you handle Christina, you have to slap me down. And he's just like, you're reckless. You're a reckless woman. Right. Oh, it's really good. It is really good. Ugh. I'm really interested in how uh, Derek and, and Christina's friendship becomes like kind of post this, this huge bonding experience. Yeah. And so I chose two moments in one episode that I actually think it's kind of funny that they're in one episode because they really volley between... Uh, respect, understanding, love, like we're part of a family and also like I'm going to tell you how it is in a way that like you, I guess, are not always going to be comfortable with. Mm. Um, so it this is when Meredith is um, pregnant and she hasn't yet told Christina. Mm. And Derek really wants her to tell Christina because he knows that it's not real until Christina yeah. knows. And so that's the part at the beginning of the episode was also happening in this, in this general thing is that um, the plane crash has happened and mm. Owen has been found responsible um, for the planes. Uh, there's, you know, as Caitlin Betsagai likes to say, there's a lot of contract drama. <laughs> that is what is going yeah, on there. So, okay, uh, let me just pull up uh, the first part of that. I'll come with you, but I am not taking point. You are. Yeah, you know, that really is a problem. People claiming not to be pregnant when they really are. Do you know? Of course I know. Her boobs got huge about two weeks ago, and she's eating everything in sight. But she didn't tell you. No, but she knows I know. So you know she knows that you know. Mm-hmm. She'll tell me when she's ready to be happy about it. Congratulations. Tiny scene. Uh, but it shows just kind of like 
they like now are like bonding like our girl Meredith. <laughs> like she's so weird. We're, she knows, oh, you know, what? but yeah, you she, don't know she knows. Right. <laughs> and then but then it's so interesting because like later in the same episode, there's this moment between uh, Christina and Derek again, where Christina kind of goes on behalf of Owen. Um because uh, Derek holds it against Owen in a way a that while. everyone is kind of like Owen is part of Christina's life like it's complicated that he's it's his fault but but they also like won the case yeah um, suing the hospital it's also Owen's fault in like a kind of forgivable way like right you know which Christina does like kind of say in the scene um, okay here we go you're a genius. My turn. You need to forgive Owen. For what? You're holding a grudge. Make it sound like he stole my lunch from the refrigerator. Derek, we won. We get to move on. And we have to let Owen do the same. He put us on that plane. You know what? You were chief once. You make a bunch of decisions based on what you know at the time. Forgive him. It's not that easy. I know. Forgive him anyway. Uh, lots of ping pong choreography in yeah. that scene. The way that she holds the paddle is character work. Yeah. <laughs> And everything she does is character everything work. Everything she does is character work. But she the battle's character work. Um, yeah, I, to me, I just I chose both of those because it just it occurs in one episode and it kind of shows how, like, there becomes this level of, like, kind of unconditional family love between the two of them, too. And, like, ease and comfort yes. and just, like, I can talk to you. Like, Yeah, it's no longer, like, tiptoeing around, like, what the rules are, like, Meredith at this point, like kind of juxtaposing where, where they were in season two, like Meredith can know that Christina's saying those things to Derek and she wouldn't care. She'd be like, well, that's not my business. That's their relationship. Yeah, that's your that's relationship. Not, yeah, it's your thing for you yeah. to figure out. And I think that there's something like very special about that. And it also is realistic where it's like at this point, there is something that Christina and Derek have that actually doesn't have anything to do with Meredith. And that yeah. is kind of interesting to achieve in a relationship with the significant other, your best friend or the best friend of your significant other. Yeah. And I think that like what they went through after the shooting is something that like Meredith is what brought them together in the first place. But those experiences that they had are totally just between the two her. of them. Yeah. And I think that that's really, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've had a little bit of experience with that in my life in the sense that like my um, best friend from college his fiance moved here and he didn't live here. I mean, he still doesn't, but he's moving back soon. And I was like getting to know her outside of the context of just being engaged to my best friend. And now mm. she's a close friend. And it's like, it's so nice to be like, oh, this is like a special person in my life. It, it's completely separate. It has nothing to do with them. Like, that's the reason why I know them. But now it's just like a totally different thing. And I think that that's like, it's one of those like weird adult, type of relationships where it's like they're a friend, but the back history behind it is something that like only like adult, like only when you're like in your late twenties, <laughs> they're like, Oh, this is like a late twenties type of scenario yeah. where it's like, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool representation of like 
boundaries, <laughs> which in this in this show, people violate boundaries all the time. Oh, but it's constantly. like so nice. That's like, yeah, I mean, this actually isn't Meredith's business yeah. anymore. And it's like, how often do you see those kinds of relationships right. on shows? You know, you need so much. Like there has to be such good character work. We have to care about them so much. And it has to be going on for long enough to let that develop. Totally. Uh, totally. The last scene that we have is one that you chose, which is from the same season. And honestly, same pregnancy. It's... um. It's it's the season finale of season nine. Guess what? There's a storm. <laughs> More weather. There's a weather. <laughs> there's a power outage. And Meredith is in uh, labor. labor. She's getting a C-section. Her baby. And the, the beginning dark. of the episode is Derek and Christina <sighs> sprinting down a hallway slow side mo. by side slow-mo. Like and thunder coming in and out. You can't see their faces. Yeah, and there's a thunder. flash of lightning that illuminates. Yeah. Oh. So good. So good. But it, I never it is, thought it would happen to me. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought it would happen to me. In medicine, it's what we call a perfect storm. It's like, bitch, we we use that phrase in other <laughs> yeah, situations too. I've heard of too. that, Meredith. Yeah, Thanks. that's like not like a medical term. That's just like what it's called. Yeah, there's a movie about it. Yeah, <laughs> you'll never believe what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but I I just love, I love like. It's like season, end of season nine. It's like we get this, like they're this united front. We're yeah. the Meredith lovers. And uh, and you chose this really great scene that honestly, because of context, has genuinely crazy music underneath. <laughs> and like you just, I'm just giving you the heads up now. It's not like crazy music, like it doesn't fit the mood. It's like it, it, uh, it it's very dramatic. I just feel like it needs a little bit of an intro because outside of the context of the episode, you're like, why is this? I mean, right before so the scene intense. you get, so the episode opens with them running and then right before the scene, you see what leads. They do the opening scene with them running and then it's, and like, it's like five you go hours back, earlier yeah. mm -hmm. and, and the running happens right before the scene. So it is the height of yes, drama. Height of drama. Oh, lives hang in the balance. <laughs> okay, here we go. It looks like her. Oh, no, I didn't. I think he looks like her. <sighs> His app cars are good. Six and a nine. He's gonna be fine. He's gonna be great. Christina. Hey, Meredith Gray has survived a bomb? A drowning, a gunman, and a plane crash, and she's still here. She's gonna die when she's like 90, old and warm in her bed. She's not gonna die today. Today she's gonna be fine. I hope so. She has to be. She's our person. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatic, but very good. Uh, it is not the moment that you would expect for them to acknowledge all of the crazy plot lines on Grace. That but is a crazy moment. Like, it's out of, insane. I mean, that I feel like you could show that scene to a non Grace watcher and they would be like, yep, yeah, this that's is what the I expected. Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually exactly what I expected. Thank you. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's good. I mean, her recognition of like, it, it does feel like 
her and Meredith have been carrying these torches and Christina like picks up a stick and lights it and gives it to Derek. That's yeah. like, yeah, I, you're, you're in on this now. Yeah, like right. we, the three of us are a, like we are family now. Like mm -hmm. I'm Meredith's sister. You are my brother-in-law and I love you. And we are in this together. And I love that. It's like Derek is the one that is like pessimistic and kind of like and falling apart and yeah. scared and doesn't know. And like, he really leans on Christina and is just like, I don't like what's what's going to happen. And she's the rock in that moment. Right. But Christina also had had done that before for Meredith at the plane crash yeah. when uh, they didn't know where Derek was. And, Oof. you know, uh, I, I think that. It, it's interesting to see the flip side of that. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Grace is amazing. The way that they wave everything together is so good. It's, it's art. I mean, what else is there to say? It's so yeah. good. I'm so, I'm so happy that we did this episode because there are like, it's interesting seeing, I mean, I, what I like about doing this podcast is that there's so much to talk about and letting guests kind of talk about something that they're particularly interested in is like really fun, but it's nice to kind of get into these like, these nooks and crannies yeah. of, of the show and kind of pick it apart in a way where you kind of isolate certain elements and be like, how did this change over time? Or how do these two characters, like how does that relationship affect other things? And I think that the Derek Christina relationship is kind of an under discussed, but really like provides some really, really uh, important moments. It really is the mark of like, you know, because any show can do kind of the big stuff that Grey's does and yeah. make it so grandiose and so insane and moving. And, mm -hmm. you know, but it's like these kind of quieter moments. They yeah. also, you know, you go back and look and you're like, that was really well done. And there was so much thought mm -hmm. put into that. And also just how accurate it is to apply some of these like well-developed personalities in other contexts. Yeah. Like, like Christina Fishing. I love that. Right. It's And it makes sense that they're doing it because because Derek has always been painted as kind of this like outdoorsman Fisherman. who returns to nature in <laughs> yeah. order to like, you know, he's the one who wants to go on this boy's camping trip. He's the one who lives in a trailer. He's the one who wants, you know, yeah. there he are, finds nature healing. Yes. The trout, like it's this, um, <laughs> there is this precedent for it of seeing, you know, how different ideals and personality traits are applied to each other. And it's, it's so good. Ugh. And the only thing left to do are some Shondalogs. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, every time that I record this podcast, I'm like, what I should do is I should ahead of time pull songs. No, I did not do that. Don't do I, that. You know, I just didn't do it. I, I, w I wouldn't. I thank you. Okay. <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. I I did the right I thing. I think that would be fully the wrong call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, it would be fucked up if I did it. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would actually be, be illegal. Very upset. Yeah. <laughs> it would be wrong. It would just be wrong. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we had some good Shondalogs even in these yeah. in these clips. Mostly Shondalogs. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cho I wouldn't have picked you is is a good one. Which I also just realized good mirroring with pick me, choose me, love me. Yeah. Pick, picked her, did not pick yeah. Christina. Anyway, uh there's that speech. There were there were uh she's not gonna die today. You know, some good, some good some good refrains. Um would you like to kick it off? Would you like me to do it? Um, can I go second? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What is this? What's this song? Oh, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. And you're just like a single piano chord. You're like, well, that's, that's what it. this show is. Yep. My songs are good. 
when I was 11, I thought that I was going to be president one day. I had all of these sketches of this presidential seal that I would have or uh, who my, would be in my cabinet. You know, three of them were my dolls. I had big dreams for myself. And it's crazy that what my life became was something even bigger. <laughs> I'm not the president, but I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. And today, I become a wife. And in a way, a wife is a president. <laughs> a president of the nation of our marriage. And in this nation, we will have freedom. And we will have joy. And yes, we will have Taco Tuesdays and dates and hikes and all of the things that make me feel like I'm the leader of the free world or at least as happy as one. I had so many dreams for myself when I was a kid and none of those came true. But the dream that I never knew that I had, the one that I'm cementing today, that's what makes it a dream because I could have never in my waking life ever imagined it. <laughs> are those wedding vows and are they good? <laughs> that would be yes and yes. Uh, wow. That's like a scandal crossover Grey's episode too. Oh yeah. Like the yeah, the politics. Oh, yeah. That's so funny. Like does a child know what a cabinet is? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I uh, certainly did not. Uh, I that thought was I was going to be president but I'm so much better. familiar. Like I wonder what moment that yeah. That song was How Am I Doing by Anna Waronker. Waronker. Anyway, I'll look that up later. Yeah. Wow. You know, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's always perfect, but, it's always, but you don't know exactly how. It's always how. the best. It's, it's a, almost the best. You know. Okay, let's see. Ooh, Damien Rice. This could be Hello. it. Let's see. Sleep. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. Don't we? I am so tired. It's been eight months. Eight months that we have been trying to fix this. That we have been trying so hard to be there for each other. And I am tired. I go to bed at night and I close my eyes. And I see, I see us meeting, and I see our first kiss, and I, I see you holding me, and I can't sleep, and I just, I just want to go to sleep. My, my eyes are so dark, and, and I'm dehydrated, and I can't. <laughs> You need to let me sleep. And that, that means you need to go. 
Because if I can't sleep, I can't operate. And if I can't operate, then who am I? So I need you to leave. And I don't blame you. It's neither of our fault. The helicopter broke. It just broke. And that's not your fault and it's not my fault, but we have to move on. So please, I'm going to go in the bedroom and I'm going to close my eyes and when I come in the morning, you're not going to be here. And that, that kills me, but oh God, it also sets me free. Tonight, I'm, I'm going to sleep and I hope you do too. Oh my god. That was devastating. Oh my god. Also, this song is 23 minutes long. Oh, okay. I can go longer. Yeah. I was like, wow, this song is really taking some while to... 23 minutes? Actually, it's 2154. I, 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 I was a little bit wrong. Wow. Damien Rice I really putting in the work. there's a lot of instrumentals. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that shonalogue was gutting. <laughs> I realized that I, I, when people do shonalogues, I almost kind of like turn my body away to give people privacy because I just think that they're very personal. <laughs> they are, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want anyone to feel like I'm <laughs> like looking. I just like need to give people some room. Oh my gosh, Elena. Oh my gosh, she can't operate. She can't operate. Who is she? Wow. A whole story there. Also just the helicopter broke. <laughs> Like that has the one thing that hasn't happened. Uh, but it will. I mean, it, it, will. Pro- it will so soon. Season well, premiere. Wasn't there. There was a helicopter that kind of broke. Yeah. It like, <laughs> it was taking off and then it like, <laughs> yeah, it like, it like, it like couldn't totally like get off the ground and like something kind of broke. Yeah, no, I mean, it did. There was a helicopter that uh, broke. But as soon as I said it, I remembered that there was a helicopter broke, but there wasn't like a helicopter crash. Yeah. It didn't break when it was like fully airborne, like um, over the city. Yeah, which could, which I feel like could. There's still now that the plane time. crash is so far behind. Yeah, there's so much there's still time for stuff like that to happen. I mean, oh my gosh, oh wow, I'm gonna be recovering from that channel log for actually maybe years. Oh, um, what a dream. Oh, thank, thank you so much for being on the podcast. <laughs> thank Where you for can people me. find oh, you? Oh my gosh. Um, the best place to look is my website. You can see all my shows and stuff I've done. Yes. Uh, ElenaScopetos.com. That's E-L-E-N-A-S-K-O-P-E-T-O-S.com. Uh, but yeah, you can catch me on uh, Characters Welcome. My team is Leather Father. We're the second to last Thursday of every month. Uh, and my solo show, Elena Scopetos Impressing My Dad, yeah. uh, <laughs> is running at UCB now. You can check out the uh, website for show dates for that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being on. Thank Thanks you everyone for having for me. This listening. is a dream. Oh, you'll have to come back and do uh, one of the many other amazing episode ideas that you oh, had. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back next week with another epi. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.